previously on Quantum Kickflip. Next time you're out on a on a run or whatever, you should bring me back something. Totally. Count on it. I was helping Chester tune up his power armor. I, I noticed that the power pack actually had a crack on one of the power cells. People talk about escaping the Alpha Corridor in, in Desneed in the, in the old observation deck, but like, you have to have a death wish to go to Desneed. And what job site are you going to that you need a breath mask? We're clearing out the pond. Well, glad to see you taking initiative, getting a part-time job. The plane of Desneed is made up entirely of ocean, infinitely vast and impossible silent. Uh, so yeah, you guys glide through this uh, this beautiful, pristine glass hallway, uh, and it all just looks cool as hell. <laughs> Weird gravity. Uh, you see, like, a, a small, frightened-looking creature. It has six tentacles. I guess it wouldn't be an octopus. It'd be a hexapus. <laughs> a long, low rumble reverberates through the walls of the observatory as the outermost ring of the gyroscopic station shatters, completely obliterated by something enormous, angry, and impossibly powerful. How's it going out there? Welcome back to Quantum Kickflip. I am your uh, your host, your slug master, game blaster, Robin. Uh, and with me is five of my best friends. Uh, let's get you guys to introduce yourselves in order of tallest to shortest. Hi, my name is David Ray, and I know that I'm first. Uh, I am playing Chester Capone, who's playing them with the Grit playbook. And he is just a lovable yet tough son of a gun. That is true. That's why we love him. I think I'm next. It's gotta be you. <laughs> it's it's gotta be you. Ayo. Uh, I'm Michael Vetch. Uh, I will be playing Nick Lowe, the Smarts playbook. Uh, he's the young, enthusiastic, anime-obsessed boy with a sword and some ninja sneakers. <laughs> I think it's me. Hey, I'm Glenna Showalter. I'm playing Elliot Buchanan, who uses the Chill playbook. Uh, she's an aspiring singer-songwriter, and uh, she lives up to the name. Of singer-songwriter? Or of, of chill? Of chill. Ah, that makes more sense. <laughs> uh, hello, I am Liam. I am playing uh, Lake Marsden. She is running the Heart Playbook. Uh, she is an incredibly tall teenage uh, girl uh, with uh, long red hair uh, and uh, other unique characteristics. Uh, but uh, yeah, she's uh, just excited to be in this uh, underwater adventure that we're on. And I'm last. Hello, I, I'm Lena Anderson, and I'm five foot two. Uh, I'm also playing. <laughs> I am also playing Angus Franklin, who is the guts playbook. Uh, Angus is a little troublemaker boy, and well, you can't rascal. tell him what to do, Mom. That's that's exactly what Angus is. Uh, and then there's me. I'm Robin. I said my name already, uh, but I'm gonna be uh, running the show here. Throw in all kinds of uh, problems and complications at our heroes uh, as they go about their adventure. And and boy, Robin is shorter than five two. Yeah. Yes, I'm the I'm the smallest. I'm a little baby. You don't know. You've never met me. Um, but boy, oh boy, problems and complications. Speaking of those, uh, you guys are right in the middle of a bunch of them. Uh, we left off. Uh, you guys were in the underwater plane of Desneen, uh, which is like, it's it's kind of like an ocean, but it's also kind of like outer space, because it's just all water all the way down and up and side to side and every which way. It's all water, baby! 
you guys were in an abandoned observatory uh, run by Drow, which is uh, discovering and researching other worlds. But as you uh, as you made your way through the station, you got into a whole mess of trouble. As we last left off, I believe Chester and Nick, you guys had just found the components that you came to this plane looking for. You found a new power cell for uh, for Chester's armor, uh, as well as mm-hmm. some assorted components that we're going to get into in the downtime phase. But you also tracked down a little baby hexapus, a little six-tentacled octopus that looked very frightened uh, and had uh, made its way inside the station somehow. Uh, and no sooner had you found a little baby that the station was uh, was rocked by a much larger version of that creature uh, on the on the outside. Meanwhile, we've got Elliot and Lake and Angus who were uh, who just pu- pulled off a very uh, cool maneuver of uh, skating through the uh, the Alpha Corridor, hoverboarding on on a on the inside of a glass cylinder and just like making all kinds of cool stunts and effects weaving in and out of each other's paths helix style uh it looked pretty sick and you guys i think racked up some style for it but unfortunately the alpha corridor is the exact thing that the giant octopus uh just shattered uh with its big beefy tentacles so we're gonna have to resolve that and i think that's where we're gonna start today Uh, y'all have no sooner finished up your cool maneuver and you're cruising through this uh, glass corridor that you hear a deafening crash behind you uh, and and a wall of water begins to move towards you as, as this ring has been shattered by a tentacle and is now flooding rapidly. Uh, what do y'all do? Make sure my breathing mask is secure. Good, good call. Yeah, you guys, this isn't your first foray into the ocean here. You guys actually, a couple of you warped into the water uh, in the first place. So, uh, yeah, I that just is... got seawater <laughs> out of my hair, damn it. Uh, I believe you were on your way to try and meet up with the others, and, and this uh, Alpha Corridor stunt was more of a, it, it was kind of taking the scenic route, but you are still uh, moving towards the uh, the next hub where you'll be able to, to turn and, and enter the central, I believe we called it the Omicron Corridor, was the, the middle part of the station. Oh yeah, how close are we? Uh, how close are you? That's a good question. I think you guys had finished your, your um, yeah, you had finished your stunt uh, and, and kind of put on your show. So let's say that you guys are getting, you're, you're like within that quarter of the ring, like you're getting quite close, but you now need to potentially outrun a wall of water. Let's book it, gang. Yeah, I think uh, Lake kick, kicks off and, and really starts to, to boogie. Yeah, you don't need to tell Angus anything twice. He's he's moving. Okay, so you guys are all gonna gonna run for it. I believe this is one of those situations where we can either get a roll from each of you and see how everyone individually fares, or y'all can risk it all on a team roll where where everyone has to result ex, uh, except the result of of one person's die roll. What are uh, what's the plan? Do we want to roll separately? That's what I'm feeling. I think separately, bit. yeah. Okay. I, I think Lake was was ready for, for teamwork because I, I don't think I've used my middle finger yet uh, for this. <laughs> no, I don't think you have. Um, but if my team will allow me, I want, I want to just like, just like not today shred, like go from surfing, uh, skateboarding to surfing uh, and get the whole team just right through the door. Slick as you please. I mean, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> If we can piggyback on that, yes, please. Uh, yeah, uh, Lake Lake is already uh, however however far between us and the door. Uh, she is already uh, halfway there, already moving, and she just like 
I guess sort of yells at the her, her the, the middle finger ability allows me to get a six automatically. I think her middle fingers are to her team, where it's like this isn't a chat about it time. Let's go. <laughs> and yeah, I'm going to uh, if, if I can roll for our team, I will roll a six automatically. <laughs> Ah, man, I, I need to remember that you have that in your back pocket and, and not I, allow we, that. We <laughs> but no, that's fair. Um, yeah, no, that's that's totally an ability uh, that's available to you. Uh, so, yeah, describe to me, like, you, you said, yeah, you call it your team. Do you, I, I kind of picture, like, kind of almost grabbing each person by the arm and, like, pulling them along with her to kind of justify this this group uh, success that you just, like, yeah. pull everyone, uh, the, the trio of you make your way through. As you reach this hub, I'm assuming you guys wanna wanna shut that door behind you. Uh, in fact, we established that that just happens, didn't we? Um, we sure did. As Chester and and uh, uh, Nick were moving through the station, so yeah, as you clear, just in the nick of time, the the metal security door slams down behind you, and the water rushes in and uh, and crashes into that uh, door. Um, but can't follow you into the further right. hallway. If I, if I can add, she she maybe as the water gets to you know really you know nipping at our heels, uh, explains that you know on a, for a surfboard you kind of have to put your weight forward a little bit, like adjust the, your balance, and we kind of like surf in for the last little bit, um, like the water's right on the back of our boards. Yeah, I like that. A little splash, uh, like, so that, yeah, the water doesn't quite get cut off, like, a, a, a wave makes it through, and then the the door slams shut and cuts off the bulk of it, but uh, this chamber has been thoroughly soaked, as you guys... Yeah, Thor, Thor Ragnarok style, really. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> uh, that's beautiful imagery. Uh, all right, so you find yourselves in, uh, in one of the uh, more metallic corridors here. Everything is sort of emergency backup power lit like it's it's all very dim and eerie still but the uh the lights are on in this section of the station having avoided disaster let's jump over to nick and chester you two were in the uh in sort of the heart of the station in the central corridor you just raided it for some parts you uh you found some goodies in uh, in a storage locker you also found a little baby hexapus uh that is looking up at you uh, terrified and then out the viewports on either side of the hallway you can see this this gigantoid monster that has wrapped itself around the station um what do what do nick and chester do oh hey there cal don't don't worry we're not gonna hurt you and and i'm like looking back and forth between the smaller one and the bigger one and chester's like trying to piece it together if there's a connection between these two and it's like going back and (laughs) looking back and forth (laughs) it takes a long time for him to piece it together frankly Chester's like, oh my god, it's this one, but from the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, oh, oh, uh, Nick, what do we do? Uh, maybe if we show the big eye that little Cal here is okay, they won't mind. I named it Cal, short for calamari, by the way. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nick. Oh. Right, right, because he comes from the calamari uh, part of the world. Anyways, I'm going to like <laughs> the calamari region of France. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it's just deep fried squid. And I'm like, okay, you know what? I think I can. I'm really good with animals, and I I start like putting my hand out and doing that thing, and and trying to like reach out to the smaller one, and try to like. I'm okay, I'm gonna try to reunite yourself with the bigger version of yourself. And then 
and try to get the uh, uh, hexapost to to come to me. You gotta sound squishier, Chester. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is beautiful radio. <laughs> <laughs> you love it. I would. I would. I feel like I could just tell you how the hexapost responds, but I love this offer so much that like. Go ahead and roll, and and we'll see how uh, how it goes for you. Uh, how about this? Uh, can I just invoke my uh, no pain, no gain? Uh, uh. And I will mark two trouble, uh, and I'm just racking up that trouble, to get an automatic four or five uh, result on the action without needing to roll. And I, this is my offer. Uh, mm. The hexapus comes to me, right? Like, that's what I want, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, it is biting my arm, uh, full on. Like it is, <laughs> it is biting my arm. But it, I have it on me, and if anything, it is there. Uh, it will come with me, and I just need to hold on to the pain. Now you're going to say, "Well, that's going to be a slam or whatever." I'm going to then invoke my other ability, brush it off, which I can ignore slams and others minor injuries by marking one trouble instead of two. And when I do so, I mark one style. So that means I will be getting uh, another bit of trouble. I will get a style, and uh, I I will, uh, you know, I basically reduce the amount of damage I take. That is my offer to you, oh Robin, uh, majesty of all. You're just trying to, like, peel back into deep space, aren't you? I I love all of that. I'm going to accept almost every part of of every offer you just made. <laughs> yes, I do believe your your uh, your ability allows you to get the the mixed success right out of the gate. So yes, the hexapus does come to you. Uh, I think that your problem is that it's biting you, uh, which invokes your other ability and everything you just said. That's all great. Uh, the one exception is it's not on your arm. It hears the squishy sound you're making. It, it's not. <laughs> it's not used by the, the clicking at all. It doesn't like that. Uh, it's just like, I, I don't know what this is. But as soon as you start making the squishy noise, it's like, oh, I know that sound. Uh, and it jumps on top of your head. Uh, uh, so you you got a squid on your head. Cal likes you. <laughs> okay, this is going to be uh, uh, important for me, Robin. Where yes. is it attaching to my head? <laughs> like I think it's bonnet. like the, the front top. Um, like you can see... Uh, mm-hmm. But maybe you got like tentacles dangling in your eyes, so it's like yeah, par- partially obscured. Okay, all enemies have partial cover. Okay, uh, <laughs> so you have tentacles in your in your view. Oh, like I have one eye open, and instead of having like hair hanging down in my face, it's a tentacle hanging around my head and wrapping yes. around me. Okay, I... you've got it. Yeah. Okay. Ah. 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 Okay. Well, I'll let me just get you back to your other self here, and. <laughs> Nick, you gotta find me a, a, a way so I can get it outside. Um, well, I guess we've got this porthole. Huh? I can, where? Where? Um, I had before looked up sort of schematics of, of this whole drow facility. Would I possibly remember if there were an airlock or something nearby that isn't just cutting a hole in this porthole? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's absolutely fair that the, you, we established that last episode. So you've you've got that knowledge base to work with. So yes, the porthole you've got here, you can see it and it can see you. So if you're just looking to show it something, that is potentially an option. 
Uh, however, the porthole is like a sealed uh, window. Like it, it's it's not something that you can open because it's you're underwater. There's no reason you would want to open the window. Um, if you want to get out, that is going to require like an airlock. And I think you would know that the way to get to like you're sort of in this central corridor that runs right through the middle of the donut, as we <laughs> established last time. Uh, there would be an airlock at either end of it, uh, so you can you can start heading in either direction and you will eventually run into uh, a hatch that will allow you outside. Okay. Then I think uh, Nick takes Chester by the hand, guides him up to the porthole. Uh, it sort of pulls him down because Chester's a pretty tall guy. So uh, Lil Calamari is in view of the window. And then after after he, it looks like maybe like the, the big glowing yellow eye does like a little pupil, like <laughs> focus thing. Uh, they take off down the Omicron corridor toward... The, one of the airlocks. Ideally, just being like, "Hey, come follow us, and we'll we'll, we'll bring your s- child back." <laughs> I think that that is exactly what happens. You're able to catch its view, and and you see the pupil dilate. Uh, with the addition of uh, as as that happens, you hear just the uh, uh, rumbling roar. Uh, this thing is is not happy that strange creatures have abducted its child. But off you go towards the airlock, and and hopefully you can get there before uh, the base is totally trashed. I feel I feel I should emphasize that it makes sense that like uh, I'm I'm a little bit top heavy now, so it might yeah. be like even though I'm being led by the hand by Nick, I am like weaving back and forth, not able to fully see. I might be bumping into stuff as I'm headed. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You know that that whole thing. Oh yeah, big big uh, Kramer energy as oh, you're yes. just careening through this uh, <laughs> facility, and I think as you uh, you make your way down the corridor, uh, you're kind of yeah weaving around like these these big um, coils uh, and and generators and and pipes and duct work that kind of weave their way through here. It's it's a bit of an obstacle course. For uh, you. Avoiding the knee knockers because you know like in submarines they have like the doors that are like a little bit raised. So I have to like jump over those and I'm like it's like a whole obstacle course that I'm like half passing. Yes. <laughs> Nick very deftly leaps over these things and Chester does not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes, you you make your way through this obstacle course uh, and yes, uh, Chester. All the while you've got the squid that like. It's kind of a tingle now more than it is a pain, but like it's it's definitely doesn't feel great to have this thing suctioned onto your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're you're hoping to deal with this situation soon. You you make it out through one last little hatch door, and and as you uh, enter the the corridor on the other side, who should you see but your three friends who have just made it out uh, of the uh, the shattered Alpha corridor? You're you're reunited, and it feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> Blake, Angus, Elliot, uh, this is Cal. Screams. I this... thought his name was Chester. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chester's giving him a ride. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to get him back to himself in there. Uh, <laughs> Blake, I, I'm feeling a little woozy. I, I'll be honest, I don't feel great. Uh, it is choking me out. Blake is terrified. Uh, Angus is gonna go and try and pull Cal off of Chester's head because he's like this is not a good situation please let's not do this so he's just gonna go and like uh not gently put two hands on either end of Cal and like pull (laughs) (laughs) yeah Cal Cal screeches and is is firmly suctioned onto uh Chester's head 
Oh, wait, uh, maybe it's like with leeches, where like if you hold a lighter to it, it'll just drop down, and Angus reaches for his lighter. <laughs> no, don't do that to Cal. No, it's okay, it's okay. We, we just need to get him outside into the water. Sure. Right on the other side of this door, the uh, outer ring has been totally shattered by something. We don't even know what. Probably Cal Sr. <laughs> There's a big one. There's a big one out there. Uh, as if to answer your question, the whole station uh, rocks and vibrates and you all do the uh, classic Star Trek stumble to one side as as the whole <laughs> station shakes. Mm-hmm. Highly probable. Did you get your thingy for Chester? Oh, yeah. We found a, a power cell and tons of other components. Perfect. Lake, get your nerd shit out. I think it's time for us to get out of here. Don't have to tell me twice. Uh, fire, fires up the space-time amp, ampimeter uh, and is trying to find a way to, to, to get the heck out of here because, yeah, that that's a nightmare outside. So find, finding a rift with my space-time ampimeter. Look, you guys can start uh, finding a way out. Just get me into the water for a little bit. I got an idea. Yeah, will the airlock open? Uh, yeah, I think you can get into the chamber, the sort of airlock chamber um, that would connect to the other rings. There is the security door that is slammed down behind our friends as they uh, made their way into this chamber. That one is is locked shut, so it might need to be uh, opened by force if that was the way that you wanted to go. Yeah, there's other branches that you could potentially go down, but you might risk triggering further security doors that would trap you on the other side. So those are kind of your options. I think Nick's just going to go for trying to trying to get right through this security door. So he, um, in previous episode, he had been storing his sword in like a poster roll on his back. At this point, he now has a full proper kinetic sheath on his hip that he stores in. Uh, so he draws out his negatana and he's just going to try and like classic uh, Phantom Menace lightsaber cut your big hole in the door. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's get a roll for that and uh, feel free to add anything you want or, or specify yeah. anything you need to. I think I am going to add uh, both a boost die and a kick to this. So I'll be be rolling 2d6 on it that is a five five is a mixed success fantastic uh give us a a little description of of what this looks like uh what the negatana looks like as it carves through the the security door i think it uh initially as it makes contact with the metal uh and then presses into it sparks start to shoot out uh all of them are also sort of tinged in that deep red like the glow of the sword itself but once Nick actually has it in at a decent depth through the door, pulling it around in the circle actually moves so slick. It's it's just like very smooth, quick cut through because with, with the whole mega friction sword angle of it, like as it comes up against this friction, it actually starts to, to speed up and go faster is the idea behind it. Oh, so that's so good. Yeah, instead of meeting more resistance as it moves through the door, it just swipes right through. Oh, carves through the, the steel like butter. Like um, water. And yeah, what's left behind is a is a perfect glowing red circle in the door. Uh, water does start to pour through it, but it's it's uh, at a more reasonable pace than the, the wall that was following you guys earlier. So uh, you've essentially uh, like opened up a, a spigot, uh, a hose uh, tap thing uh, that is, is dumping water onto the floor. Uh, but you've created a hole uh, just big enough for, you know, someone's head. 
as you uh, as Nick pulls off this slick maneuver and draws his sword back uh, and kind of gestures to Chester uh, before Chester can stick his head through the entire station is rocked once again uh, the, the the rumbling sound of the uh, the larger beast outside and this time you actually see the ceiling above you start to buckle down towards you as a big thick tentacle just wham slaps down on the ceiling and starts to press downwards. Uh, and it's almost it's like a trash compactor vibe. The, uh, the the roof is slowly being dented inwards and pushed down towards the five of you. Um, I'd like to nope that, Robin. <laughs> Hell yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> you can nope that. That's one of your playbook abilities is nope. You get to mark two trouble. Uh, so do that on your sheet. And then... Uh, how, how are they noping it? Um, okay, so first off, I have this thing called lucky, which means I only mark one trouble when I use the nope ability. There you uh, go. Which is very cool. Um, I would like to make an offer that I have some kind of car jack in my uh, voidware backpack. <laughs> and oh, I just like crank good. it up to as high as it can go to put the pressure back up on top of, uh, to, to, <laughs> to counteract the pressure of the giant tentacle. I think between the octopus on the head and like y- trying to yank it off of each other and then this, this crank thing, this... This is animated. This is for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a cartoon. This is a cartoon. No, but I love it. <laughs> like, I I don't even think it even necessarily has to be like a carjack or something that you need to operate. Like, I think the cool thing about the Voidware backpack, it being a pocket dimension that has its own inner space, right? Like, I, I, uh, I'm trying to picture what it would... Just a big two by four that you like very clown style keep pulling out of the backpack. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Or like a ladder that you just, yeah, it keeps coming out and out and out and then you wedge it into the ceiling to just stop it from pressing down any further. Sure, that makes sense. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, you guys are, are at safe for the moment. The the seal, the pressure on the ceiling is, is not pushing it any further. Uh, and Chester, you got a head-sized hole in front of you. You gonna shove this squid out into the ocean? So with the the water pushing back on me, I'm sure, you know, with my powered armor, I'm going to try to like grab a hold and like really pull myself forward, get my head out that uh, window I, or, or out through, through that hole. Now, I realize that it might be difficult. Like it is still afraid, right? Like that's essentially yeah. the issue. So I'm not going to need to like kind of like get it off of me. And so that's when I start reaching back uh, for my danger arc and just trying to like, I'm going to like, you know, cattle prod it. Although I guess <laughs> it's really more of a calamari prod it and just like, Gaga! yeah, let's, let's combine this all. Like it's, it's one roll to see, can you get this thing off your head and out into the, into the ocean or, or are there complications? Uh, so go ahead and roll that with any, anything you're adding to it as well. I'm assuming you're not trying to look cool because I don't know how you would. <laughs> no, I, no, there's no looking cool in this. But yeah. uh, to be fair, I think it's I think it is fair to say that this is going to be a lot more difficult and a lot more painful uh, to do than probably Chester could uh, imagine. But however, he is the grit, uh, so I would like to use mm, all of my die to make this happen. So I have four that I have not used yet. And- oh my god! <laughs> You're min-maxing this game. Oh, baby! You're min-maxing what? What a weird moment! <laughs> I gotta get this thing off. So, like, what what is happening is that this takes a long time, but you're witnessing 
like uh, between electricity hitting my own head and like struggling to get this prying this thing off water hitting me I'm using all of my strength you are witnessing maybe uh, a thing that would kill a lesser man and uh, I am powering through this so I'm gonna use all of my dice this is I guess. if and when the big octopus attacks us we're so goofed yeah but <laughs> hey you know what it's worth it though here we go uh, what a way to go what a way to go so let's go with that and then I'll run we got, uh, out of all of those, we got a one, a two, a four, a five, and I did get a six. Uh, good thing I rolled all five. Oh, <laughs> Fantastic. Despite all odds and everything working against him, Chester manages to force his head through this hole and, and zap this thing uh, in, in such a way that it, it lets go at the right moment uh, and is carried away off into the current. And I think you, yeah, you you hear sort of like that. You you see this thing swim off into into the distance. Uh, there's a moment of sort of tense, anxious uh, quiet where you're not sure did it did it make it? Did it make it back to the the larger creature? Is the larger creature gonna stop? What what's going on? And then as as you all kind of collectively hold your breath you see the pressure start to ease up on the top of the station uh, where the tentacle had been pushing down uh, and sort of it, it relents and releases. Uh, and it seems that you've uh, you've pacified the uh, the larger beast and given it what it wanted. Yeah, you reunited uh, uh, mom, uh, a mom and a baby. Good job, <laughs> team. So, I yeah, having, having dealt with the immediate threat, you're left uh, uh, in the station. You've got what you came here for. And, Lake, I believe you were just about to try and find your route out of here. Yeah, I've uh, packed this space-time amphimeter for uh, just such an occasion. D- does it work, or do I roll for it? I think it just works. I think you, you uh, track down, um, you're, you're kind of, like, doing that uh, scan back and forth, waving this thing around, and it sort of pings, and you lock onto the signal. As you move forward, you realize that that yeah, your your portal zone, your thin zone, is gonna be uh, outside of the station. But you you feel like you've got a lock on it, and you can kind of estimate the distance, and it's pretty close. You're not gonna have to cover too much ground to get to it. Nice. Uh, so yeah, you kind of scan, you get a lock on this thing, you realize okay, it's it's out there, but it's not far. Uh, and Chess, uh, Nick is able to sort of using the schematics that he saw earlier, is able to find the nearest airlock, uh, and you guys figure that you'll have a pretty straight shot to get out there. Um, real quick. Yeah. Uh, I know that Devani asked me to bring her something back. She did indeed. I was wondering if you remembered about that. Uh, and I would, I don't know if, like, there's something cool in the handful of components that Nick found. Yeah, I, like, what Nick found is largely, like, components and slug blasting gear, uh, stuff that you guys can make use of in your signature devices, but it's a lot of, like, metal and wire and circuits and stuff, nothing nothing particularly sentimental in amongst that. But you you guys haven't left it, you've got a moment here uh, in, as sort of a breather. What exactly, like, what are you hoping to find to bring back to Devani? Is there anything in particular that uh, that you had in mind? I didn't have anything particular in mind, because I, I guess... The only thing is that some of the components are gems, right? Yeah. And so I think a gem might be something kind of cool. Okay. Yeah, then uh, then I think in amongst those, there is definitely... Um, basically, if you're willing to take a gem out of your cut of the treasure, uh, then then that is a thing that you could potentially offer to Devani. 
yeah, uh, I think I'll I'll probably end up doing that. Nice. Then, yeah. Anyone else have anything else that they want to do while we're still in the station here? I think Nick has uh, an interesting idea for uh, making a final exit out the airlock that they might be able to, to stream. Okay. Uh, I'm thinking if there's a way that he can line it up in such a way that it's it's a pressurized chamber of air and they've got kind of a straight shot out to the rift. If there's a way that he can sort of up the pressure and then pop it in such a way that it shoots us all out. Mm-hmm. And then we get like a really cool shot of us. Like if we were aiming the camera back into the airlock and then shoot out, we can see the station zoom away as we as we all kind of go flying out. I'd be willing to, to make rolls for this, but I'm, I'm trying to find a way to look cool because I haven't done that in this whole, this whole lot. <laughs> yeah, let's get uh, uh, Nick specifically to roll for this maneuver that you're trying to pull off of sort of like blasting out of the station with, with uh, air pressure. And, and you said you're trying to look cool. Add anything that you're, uh, you're wanting to add from your specials or your, your signature device. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's get that roll. I'm going to use uh, two of the boost dice from my sword. Just to up my chances, and then I will use the last remaining kick I had from my smarts uh, boost pool, just because I think like his his understanding of the attempted physics of this will probably impact it in some manner. Yeah, absolutely. Here we go. That's a five. Yes, Nick, you uh, you you figured that you've got a, an understanding of how the airlock pressurizes and how things work here so you, you all get in position you all get on your boards everyone starts the stream going on their various phones uh, i'm assuming you guys have them in like ziploc bags and or other waterproofing solutions uh diy waterproof and and nick you sort of pressurize this chamber to the point that you feel like you can withstand and just as you're starting to kind of feel the pressure of it and it's starting to get uncomfortable you hit the big red button and the door blasts off the side of the station and fires you out like rockets and everyone is is uh got their phones going you see the station getting smaller and smaller glinting in the sort of phosphorescent light of the uh the underwater uh creatures uh you maybe even see the shadow of the uh, the little hexapus and the giant dodecapus uh, floating behind the station. Uh, the big one had twelve tentacles. You didn't ever get to see it, but now you have. And and yeah, it just it looks fantastic. This is cool. Uh, I think even like the way that you've set it up, you see all of this happening: the station fading and the creatures in the background. But it's sort of devoid of any context of, of where what you're seeing this from, and then the camera sort of sweeps back around onto the five of you, uh, and you, and you see your crew uh, as you rocket towards the the portal zone. Now we've established that this is uh, the way that social media works in this world. Everything's live streaming, so this is all going up on the internet. People are seeing this as it's happening, uh, which is good because Nick, I think as this is is going on, just the the sheer amount of momentum you've built up from pressurizing the chamber. Uh, was was such that you just can't quite keep a handle on your phone. Uh, and as you are rocketing towards the portal zone, your phone slips from your fingers and goes careening off into the distance, Ooh. which will probably get you in some degree of trouble with the folks back home. Uh, this feels like a prime opportunity for a nope. There you go. Uh, so uh, so mark you to trouble and, and how do you nope that? How do you how do you avoid this this grim fate? I think just as the phone is slipping out of my hand, uh, Nick is able to click his sh- shoes together and activate the uh, anti-friction neg- outsoles or anti-nega friction outsoles. Wow, words here. Oof. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and th- those uh, typically those outsoles have the ability to keep like keep your hoverboard stuck to your feet, keep you stuck to a wall. I think he then manages to do a big old like martial arts type kick, and the phone just sticks to the bottom of his foot. <laughs> <laughs> Camera still rolling as he's then pulled back through the rift. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love it. And yeah, you all kick your hoverboards into nth gear and and open up your your individual portals, and suddenly you go from darkness and and pressure and water all around to uh bright hot scorching sun and the sound of exotic birds as you as you burst forth into the golden jungle on your route back towards your home lake i'm gonna say that you've still got your your ampameter going and are able Mm -hmm. to sort of navigate there's another portal zone you kind of have to take a roundabout way to get back through the multiverse here uh because uh the portals are one way so you don't always go back the way you came and in this case you're taking uh according to the map i have in our document here you're taking a route through the golden jungle uh and then uh and then back through thenis spar yeah and i think of golden jungle is where her glitch happened months ago and and where like the one she was told like she's not allowed to be slug blasting at all really but like the golden jungle was like like lightly traumatic for her and so i think she's really trying to like hustle everybody up yeah that's fair we didn't go through the golden jungle on the way to desneen did we no you did not Okay, I feel like this would be Angus's first time in the Golden Jungle then, and he would be in the opposite camp of Lake. He would actually, like, ask her, like, oh, where's the Gundam from here? This is the Golden Jungle. This is so cool. What are some cool things you remember from going here? Can we find the Gundam? Where is it? I remember don't touch that plant or you'll get a rash. That's the one (laughs) that I currently have picked up to smell. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Uh, Real quick before we continue... Uh, yeah. Since we were all involved in that uh, exit, do we all mark style or just Nick? Yeah, let's. You guys can uh, take a, a style point each for that. I think that's part Whoa. of your your bonus for blah, blah, blah. successfully completing this run. Uh, is is that you all get to mark a style for your dope exit? Thank you. So does that mean I'm just marking the one style, or is that? <laughs> yes, it means you're just marking the one style. Dang it! <laughs> you got it all for us. You got you got five styles. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't think you guys have to spend long in the golden jungle if you don't want to. Like I say, there's a portal very close by uh, that will lead you back through Thenispar and then ultimately back to Hillview. However, there is one thing that we have yet to resolve. It's a thing that happens every run. Uh, last time, it was very consequential for only one of our players. But this time around, I think it'll have consequences for a few more of y'all. It's the disaster roll. Once per run, uh, you uh, all are going to roll just a straight d6 if you exceed your trouble score you're safe nothing happens if you roll under your trouble score that's when the problems start uh and i would like to get that disaster roll from each of you uh or for everyone who's marked trouble at least oh boy uh is that all of you this time yep i think so i think so and sorry is it tie and under is bad uh tie and under is bad exceeding is good Oh, I, I I forgot about that. I've been just. <laughs> I was gonna <laughs> say, Dave. <laughs> oh. Ugh. Four of two. Lake avoids disaster. Amazing. I also rolled a four, and I had marked two trouble. I am also safe. Uh, Elliot's safe. She rolled a six. I only have one trouble. <laughs> Ooh, five is bigger than two. 
And finally, uh, Dave, <laughs> looking at your sheet here, it looks like you've marked five trouble, which means you would have to roll a six to get out of this unscathed. So like many others, I have also rolled uh, a four, uh, but that uh. is uh, apparently disaster for old <laughs> Chester Capone. Hey friends, it's your Slugmaster Robin here, delaying Chester's grim fate temporarily with some uh, quick updates. If you're enjoying the show, please, please share it with your friends. Uh, word of mouth is the number one way that our podcast grows, and we appreciate each and every recommendation that you give out. Uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts also help us a ton. There's still kind of a, a huge benchmark in the podcast world. Uh, so if you have a moment to leave us a kind word, we absolutely can't thank you enough. Also remember to follow us on social media at Quantum Kickflip on all the various platforms, uh, including our new TikTok, which Michael just set up for us because... He is the only one of us young enough to understand what TikTok is. The rest of us are pretty sure it's some form of witchcraft. Uh, speaking of us, we are all members of a sketch comedy troupe called The Debutantes, uh, and you can check out our stuff on YouTube at Debutantes Sketch or thedebutantes.ca. Uh, and you can find out more about the game we're playing, Slug Blaster, by looking it up on Kickstarter or going to slugblaster.com. Uh, we'd also like to thank our sponsors, the Alberta Media Arts Alliance Society, whose goal is to advocate, educate, and celebrate the media arts in Alberta. For more info, check out amaas.ca. Uh, and finally, we release this podcast bi-weekly, uh, so you can catch the start of a brand new adventure on Wednesday, June 9th, wherever you get your podcasts. So I'm going to describe what happens for everyone else first. I think, um, yeah, the uh, the four of you uh, punch through the portal zone into Thenispar and you, you make your way into sort of a, it's a busy street marketplace. There are, are vendors with little tents and uh, shanties set up, hawking various uh, strange looking alien wares that you don't recognize. There's a, uh, a kiosk selling olive oil popsicles, I believe is a thing Lake introduced in a previous episode. Uh, it's a delicacy here in Thenis. Yeah, and she's she's only slightly enjoying it. She's a little annoyed that Angus was dragging ass getting out of Golden Jungle. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're we're not getting a Gundam selfie. No, we're not. Don't get it here. I told, get a popsicle. Just, mm, just c- character moment. Err at you. You're buying. Yeah, fine. Lake buys Angus an olive oil popsicle. Uh, Angus, do you enjoy it? Uh, he's surprised that it's okay. I feel like it's like it's like a, a chocolate on chicken or like basil in gelato, where it's like this shouldn't work, but it kind of does. <laughs> chocolate on chicken works. Yeah, chocolate chili chicken. It's a real what? thing. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, I'm gonna be back. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you put sugar on chicken in the form of like you know, uh, like sweet and sour sauce or whatever, or lemon chicken. It's chocolate sugar. That makes sense. It is Dang. okay, and so is this Wonka olive oil popsicle. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Angry lick. <laughs> so yeah, you're all kind of regrouping there. You you pick up your popsicle and like, okay, we should probably head back towards Null. And and I think that's the moment when you realize that there are only four of the five of you. It's a busy enough marketplace that it was just sort of crowded, and it it took everyone a minute to sort of get eyes on each other. Uh, like, oh, yeah, okay, Elliot is here, and, and where did Nick, oh, yeah, Nick's over by that other kiosk, everyone's here, uh, and so it just kind of, it, it dawns on you slowly that, like, wait, Chester still hasn't popped into view. Hey, uh, 
I'm not seeing the big guy. Yeah, did he come back through the same rift as anyone else? I'm, I'm pretty sure he was following me. Can we go back through and find him? It'd be a bit of a longer loop. We'd have to we'd have to punch back through Desneen and then into the Golden Jungle again. He was in the Golden Jungle. He put the, the thing on his face. I told him specifically not to. Well, after that, he dropped the plant, and then he started washing off his hand and his face in a strange purple puddle on the ground. I think as you're all uh, uh, remembering back and trying to think, play the Where Did We Last See Chester game, that's when you hear a giant crash from uh, above and behind you. Uh, and you kind of, you, you look back up in surprise. You didn't even realize, uh, again, it's a very crowded, busy sort of a place. Uh, and, and so you didn't quite place that there was this uh, larger structure in behind you. A lot of the buildings are, are low and simply built, but this one is some sort of a, uh, a temple. It's uh, it's all carved stone. It looks very old and ancient. Uh, and uh, on the front of it, there is a gigantic circular stained glass window uh, inlaid with sort of silver shimmering metal. Or at least that's what was there. Uh-oh. As you see your friend Chester burst through it, coming from the inside of the temple, bursting out into the light of day. Below the window, there is a, a large arched doorway out of which... Uh, a group of robed figures comes charging out, angrily shouting and shaking their fists and pointing at this armored individual who just uh, burst through the stained glass window. I, uh, okay, we gotta go! We gotta go! I'm trying my best to, like, get the hoverboard going. Once again, I'm not great at hoverboarding, so I'm doing my best to try to get it going, but I'm, like, wobbly on it. And There he is! I'm cut up from glass, because I don't know if you know this, uh, just bursting through glass uh, is not fun, actually, despite what movies say. The, uh, yeah, the ablatine plates of your armor have kind of done their best to protect you from this impact, but it, it doesn't fully enclose you. You're not quite Iron Man, so you've got a few scrapes and, and cuts from this. With that, do you guys book it out of Thenispar and head home? I think yeah. it's time to book yeah. it, gang. Seems like a good time. <laughs> if not, you're, you've got some uh, some angry cultists that are uh, that you're gonna have to deal with. So the worst it, we can we can outrun them because they have to like lift up their robes like dresses and it's <laughs> yes. sort of yeah. <laughs> high knee running. Uh, yeah, and and yeah, like you're able to locate a portal zone, kind of down an alley and around a corner, and and you uh, easily outrun them on your hoverboards and head back home. Uh, but Chester, you are are much the worse for wear and have angered some cultists. We'll see if that comes back to bite you. Oh no! Yeah, with that, I think we've concluded our run. You guys have uh, marked your uh, your your style and your trouble and whatnot. In addition to those bonuses, uh, you guys did receive some components. Uh, let me just find in my notes here. Within the uh, crate that Nick was able to recover there, you guys find two discs, three coils, two gems, three lenses. You can divvy those up amongst yourselves however you see fit. Um, each of your signature devices needs different things to power up the different things. Uh, so I'm not sure who is gunning for what, but you have an assortment of components amongst you. Can you say that one more time? You got two discs, three coils, two gems, three lenses. So a total of ten things. Ooh, okay. Robin, the other thing is, uh, part of this whole trip was like trying to find a replacement for my leaking battery. We did get that, yeah. yeah I think we did that last game that you, you that's already like installed and good to go. So in addition to that, you've got these other components. Okay, good. Yeah. As I said before, I'd like a gem. Uh, and I guess... Wait, do you want to... 
draft it. My my brother just picked up this stupid card game, and that's how they they sort out the the cards in it. Like everybody just go around in a circle, uh, and she puts her finger on her nose first. I'm assuming uh, what uh, um, Elliot, you're sort of you were already scratching your nose because you've already called one of the gems for for your gal. Mm-hmm. Um, she puts her finger on her nose first, and it's like everybody pick one, and then everybody pick another one in order. I'm number two. Finger on my nose. My, uh, Chester's ears are ringing from crashing through a plate glass window, so he didn't hear any of it, frankly. So the order will go: uh, Elliot first, uh, Lake second, Angus third, Nick fourth, and Chester last. Yes. Yeah, I have I have four siblings. This is how we have to sort out the the pop that comes with pizza night. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, Elliot, you chose a gem. Uh, mm-hmm. Lake, what are you taking? I'm taking the other gem. Gems are gone. Angus? Uh, yeah, I think Angus hasn't been paying attention to the order of <laughs> of, of what's been going on. Uh, and then he sees that the gems uh, go up. And he he just walks up and, like, scoops out a lens and a coil at the same time. Not at all paying attention to the very meticulous system that Lake had laid out. <laughs> the whole right side of the lake gets more red than it was a moment ago. Uh, Nick is going to take a lens. All right. And finally, Chester. Uh, are there any lenses left? There is one. One lens. I'll take a lens then. All right. Back around to Elliot. Uh, I'll take a disc. Is there a coil for old Lake? Yeah. Lake takes a coil. Sweet, There's and she goes like, does a little like, yes, to herself, like, like a real like, uh, uh yeah. <laughs> Angus uh, rolls his eyes. <laughs> one disc and one coil left. Angus is already double dipped. Uh, Nick, uh, Chester, what'll be more useful for you? Uh, oh, that's nice. Uh, I could use another disc. I think I have ideas. <laughs> sure thing. I'm good with the coil. All right, y'all can mark those off on your on your individual playbooks there. Uh, and yeah, that's your your component reward for this run. So I think that brings us into the downtime portion of the game. So as you guys remember, you've all uh, you've racked up some style and some trouble. Uh, so now we get to go shopping for scenes, uh, and those downtime scenes earn you, they unlock things and earn you different abilities and access to different parts of your playbook. As well, this time around, we're going to be incorporating team downtime. There are certain unlockables for your, your team as a, as a whole that you guys can all contribute and pool your style and trouble to unlock things there. Uh, so feel free to let me know if you want to unlock any of those as well. Yeah, let's, uh, let's start it up. Who's got uh, a downtime scene they would like to buy? I've got my ideas sort of picked out if we're, if we're looking to do that. Yeah, what is uh what is Nick doing with his his downtime post Desneen run? Uh, so through that, I had accrued a little bit of trouble. Got got, got a little troublesome there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think I'm going to spend the two trouble for the downtime activity trouble at home. Within that, it's sort of described as your family expresses their disapproval. Where? How? How do you feel? Show us. Do they have good intentions? Do you know? And then mark one doom. Ooh. 
Doom is sort of a, uh, a, a super trouble. Basically, your your trouble and your style are sort of run-to-run things, whereas your Doom and your legacy affect the, the arc of your campaign as a whole uh, and can potentially have consequences down the line. Uh, so set the scene for us. What what does this look like as, as Nick arrives back? I, I'm picturing this is immediately post-run. You're arriving at home. Uh, what do you arrive home to? Uh, so yeah, I think Nick's going going back to the apartment, and he he just bursts in, and there in in the living room is both uh, his mom, uh, his mom Amanda, and then his uncle Terry, who is uh, his his mom's brother. They're sort of his his two f- familial sort of parental figures that he has in his life here. Uh, and Nick Nick just bursts through the door and is absolutely jazzed on having been in an underwater thing and, and hacked their computer systems and all that. And it's just, mom, mom, you're not going to believe this. I, I was down underwater and there, 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 there was this cute little, cute little hexapus. I mean, the calamari. And then there was this even bigger one. It had twice the number of limbs. And it's, oh, Uncle Terry, you're here too. Hi, hi. Oh, hey there. Hey there. But what's, what's the like anime equivalent of sport? Like, like pad one but for anime. <laughs> 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 Uh, <laughs> what's the opposite of senpai michael go I, it would be some sort of honorific i guess okay. <laughs> i think he just calls you uh he just calls you pad one there he's he's that nerdy <laughs> slow down there pad one Oh, sorry. I just I had this huge adventure and and we almost we almost got drowned in this in this huge facility. You but, what? but then I, I cut through some. Oh yeah, well there was so much water because uh, we were we were out in Disney and it's like a, a plane full of just whole water. Imagine space but water, but there were still squids and there was this whole overgrown corridor. Hang on. Uh, sorry, sweetie. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I I know I know that you're doing this slug blasting thing as a hobby. Uh, that's that's great. Um. Uh, that's awesome, but um, um, um <laughs> sorry, you said that there was just water and squids. Yeah, you know, different planes—they all have different things going on. Oh, but this one, then, then I, I was—I was running around, and, and I worked with Chester, and, and we made our way through the skewer in the middle of the donut, and I was able to hack the systems, and then I hacked through an airlock door, and then I used my—it was—it uh, oh, was a good day. Honey, that sounds really, really dangerous. Are, are you okay? Did, did any? Are you all right? Uh, Nick stops for a moment and sort of like lifts his arms, looks around. Yeah, I feel great. But sweetie, you said you almost drowned. Oh well, the other people were more closer to drowning. But in the end, we do all have breath masks, so I guess like unless something went wrong with those, we probably wouldn't have drowned anyway. Oh, okay, well as long as you got breath masks, and he like goes back to the end of Terry. What? And he like tugs at his. I I, I imagine him wearing uh like like a, a green overshirt and a, a faded Godzilla T-shirt underneath. Uh, and otherwise, <laughs> just kind of looking like Kevin Smith, like, yeah. <laughs> like with a ponytail. With, oh, po- big uh, um, ponytail though. He's got a he's got a ponytail at the back. I'm currently wearing a green sweatshirt over top of a faded Big Lebowski T-shirt. So this <laughs> this rings true. <laughs> <laughs> Sweetie, if if your adventures are causing you or your friends to almost drown, I don't know, I don't know how comfortable I am with that. Uh, come on, mommy, it's all part of adventures, and plus we're we're all working together as a team. Like we're a group of hero friends. That nothing bad's gonna happen to us. But what if something when bad that ever happened in a story happen? that? Well, then I just think of a way to get through it. I guess there's got to be some sort of solution. 
You're a very smart boy. I know that. But I worry. Oh. Okay, but you're okay? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay. Next time, maybe we stay in this dimension, okay? Uh, oh, I, I guess I could try that if, if everyone's, everyone's down for that. Um, uh, I'll keep it in mind. Okay, honey, I just want, I just want to make sure that you're staying safe. And I think that's where we leave this, is that sort of a tenuous truce between mother and son that, that your mom has proposed that, that maybe you could just, you know, uh, dimension hop and, and slice through reality in your own dimension, uh, which is uh, just super uncool. But, but you know, that's, that's what's been put in front of Nick, and, and we'll see if he's able to honor his mother's wishes or if, if despite her warnings, he uh, is drawn into the, the high-stakes world of slug blasting once again. Hmm. So you get one one doom there. Um, I should mention that some of these downtime arcs, uh, they have negative consequences such as doom, but you're working your way through a series of scenes that will ultimately pay off and give you a good reward. So you're kind of raising, you're, you're raising the ante every time with the hope that you'll be able to see it all the way through. Uh, and you've taken that first step. Who else has a scene they want to buy? I, I feel that because uh, I was with Nick, I feel that I would also have trouble at home. And this might be a fun way of mirroring slash doing the opposite because I was the one potentially drowning and had a squid. Yeah. I was a lot more direct trouble. <laughs> so it'd be interesting to see how, uh, how that trouble plays out. Same and different. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So set the scene for us. What does Chester arrive home to? So I think it's also on the same night getting home. But the difference is like my head's probably a little bit off. You know, I still have like welts from the suctions on my head. And uh, I, I, I'm a little bit, a little bit dizzy. So like, I'm like, it's almost like I'm uh, stumbling home drunk, right? Like, and that's what yeah. it looks like. I'm picturing, yeah, large, big purple welt on your forehead from where the suction cup was was stuck from the squid. Uh, and maybe your nostrils are sort of like inflamed like allergies because you, you uh, huffed that flower <laughs> in the golden jungle. Probably still uh, got some glass in you, too. <laughs> yeah, like I'm cut up from the glass. Like I, uh, I have every dimension uh, causing me injury. Mm -hmm. oh, and also I'm still soaking wet, right? Like that was yeah. I got sprayed with all that water. So I'm coming with my hoverboard. I like it is you can you know, like, when uh, a device sounded one way and then, like, you do something to it and it never sounds the same. So now it's, like, a little bit waterlogged. So now it, like, has a low-level buzz. That's my work uh, hoverboard now with a low-level buzz as I'm coming up to the to my house. As, uh, and I get off of it. I'm stumbling around. I don't know who is there to greet me. Yeah, I, I leave that to either my uh, Graham Capone or my dad to figure out. Uh, I think I think if this is uh, trouble at home, is the scene you're buying, Dave? Mm -hmm. Then I think it's dad waiting for you. I think your your dad is uh, standing on the porch. Yeah, He's sit sitting. He looks like a. Um... Clint Eastwood in that movie where he's just like sitting on the porch like, <laughs> but he's got a beer in his hand and he's like waiting for you <laughs> yeah so this is just outside I don't make it all the way inside but like I'm like 
you can hear the buzzing of the hoverboard come approaching the house and I get off of it and uh oh hey dad <laughs> um you had you had sort of somewhat deceived me I believe last episode and, and my uh, hope was that I would take all the breath masks and like dry them out and I I figured that I that would be okay but but yeah uh, Chester's uh cover story was that he was uh cleaning up the lake I believe yes yeah and, and uh, the thing is, I forgot to grab the breath masks. I, uh, yes. I I've completely forgotten. I'm like my my bell is rung. I don't re- realize what I was all supposed to do, and so I'm coming home, uh, forgetting that I had a whole ruse. And hey, Dad. He uh, he doesn't say anything until you get like past him into the door, and yeah. then he's just like, stop. Huh. Where are the breath masks? Uh, oh yeah, uh, right, uh, you know, I, I had to leave them, uh, with my other people that worked. Don't, I'd save it, save it, that's, don't even, go inside. I, look, look, okay. Inside! Okay, Okay. well, I, I stumble inside. Uh, I think Grand Capone is in the kitchen, just like making herself a little sandwich, uh, and and is not necessarily in the scene, but is is observing from the background and can uh, uh, toss out snarky comments if and when she should. <laughs> <laughs> I, I go and sit down on the couch with once again that like uh, uh, crocheted kind of weird knitted thing on the back of the couch and i'm just sitting on it and i i immediately lay down uh in kind of a uh face down head out to the side kind of a position oh dear someone's got his bell rung (laughs) (laughs) and she goes back to uh Spreading peanut butter on a pe- on one piece of bread and then uh, piling sauerkraut on another. <laughs> Classic Capone recipe right there. <laughs> Do you need me to get the iodine, dear? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Uh, does it Don't work? get up. I'll go get it. Thanks, Graham. And uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, uh, I think I think once you've had a moment to sort of cool your head and you've got an ice pack on there, uh, Dad comes in and, and reads you the riot act. I don't know that I'm, I'm. If my neighbors will appreciate me yelling at you like a teenage son, but I think it's <laughs> like just big, like volume gets loud, spit coming out of his mouth. Or he's just like he's like livid because uh, he has to. He's now gonna have to tell his boss at work tomorrow why he doesn't have the breath masks. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. like, we figure out a way to to get them back. Like, you know, you don't have to, like, take it out of your allowance or your paycheck or anything. Like, that's not the point. He's just, like, it's 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 all about responsibility, you know? And now he looks irresponsible. Like, you're that, that lays it on real thick about, like, now I look irresponsible because you're irresponsible and just, and, like... And I think, like, as, as you're yelling all that, and maybe you're coming to that and it's just, like... And, and this is probably the thing that tips it off is just, like... Oh yeah, well at least I'm trying to be better than what I am. Whoa! <laughs> like, what the head. hell is that supposed to mean? 
and then on the yelling goes into the night but that's that's the uh the biggest offense i think yeah you've you've uh oh yeah dad is not happy about that uh but eventually your your gran returns with the uh with the iodine and it it stings but it's it's the third worst pain you felt this evening (laughs) The first was your dad's disappointment. And the second was the squid on your head. <laughs> <laughs> or crashing through the window. I, yeah, there's a long list of pain that Chester has felt. <laughs> but it, it ranks on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else has a downtime scene that they would like to purchase? Uh, yeah. I want to do all the small things. Ooh. Clear to style. A scene where you reflect on a memory, enjoy a perfect moment, inspect something you'll cherish forever, or connect with a friend. Mm. So I want to connect with Devani. Maybe the next day at school, Elliot finds her. Maybe maybe she's at her locker getting ready for class or getting ready to cut class or whatever it is she does. Yeah. Uh, and Elliot comes up and just like, hey, so um, I got you something. Oh, what do you uh, for, for for me? Yeah. She kind of plays it coy. Yeah, uh, we were in this cool underwater base thing, uh, and I found this sweet-looking gem. Uh, and you pull it out. It can look like anything you want. Uh, describe what this, what sort of gem we're dealing with here. Uh, I'm thinking like uh, a chunky, maybe like a topaz kind of a color, sort of a rough topaz that hasn't been cut. Ooh, I like that. About how big of a, again, it can be, it can look like whatever you want, but about how big of a gem are we dealing with here? Um, maybe the size of, like, a golf ball? Yeah, okay. So not huge, but, like, pretty big. Pretty big for for a gem. Yeah, so I think she she picks it up and is like, oh my god, and holds it up to kind of the, the fluorescent lighting up above, and is like, this is, this is beautiful. Thank you. I, you know, when I asked you to bring something back from slug blasting, I thought it'd be, like, like a scorched hunk of metal or a, a weird looking rock or, or something i didn't i didn't expect anything like this this is beautiful well you're you're welcome uh i'll let you know if i find anything else cool yeah i think it's at that moment like you found her at her locker assuming she's like getting her books and getting ready to class but uh, go to class but it's at that moment that you um you notice that she, what she's doing at her locker is like grabbing her her sweater and her bag uh and she kind of sees you notice this and is like hey um what do you got going on right now in the middle of this school day i mean nothing really you want to get out of here yeah yeah i'd really like that cool all right follow me and just like keep an eye out don't 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 move too fast and keep an eye out for patterchuk because uh if you're not careful he'll he'll hold you up that's a rookie mistake (laughs) yeah I know. Uh, then you guys kind of do the like, you know, eyes darting side to side, and you manage to find your window, and you uh, you slip off down that same hallway and and out the door. Yeah, and I think you guys just have a really a nice afternoon together. You maybe like get up to typical teenage shenanigans. You walk over to the convenience store and you get Slurpees, and you 
buy some of the $2 cardboard nachos and put way too much free cheese on them. <laughs> yeah, typical teenage experience stuff that everyone, everyone, this isn't just me <laughs> channeling my own childhood. Everyone did this kind of thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, you have, a, you have a pleasant afternoon together and just kind of get to know each other a little better. And I think that's where we where we leave that scene between the two of you. But she's very, very impressed with the gem. Cool. Uh, yeah. What did that get you there? All the small things. Oh, you mark one legacy. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, are we doing upgrades now or are you wanting to wait? Uh, yeah. Let's, I mean, in and amongst the downtime phase, if you guys want to upgrade your devices, you now, this is sort of the first opportunity you've had to do that because you this is the first time any of you guys have had any components to plug into your devices. So yeah, what what were you thinking of doing? Uh, I want to use a coil that I got from last downtime and a disc that I got this time to make a chaos vent. Ooh, tell us what that does. Yeah. Uh, turn your bag into a one-way portal to a randomly selected world. Very cool. Oh, and the bag goes with you. It specifies. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to be like, wait, how does that? I, I imagine you have to pull it inside out as you go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool. Who else has a uh, downtime scene and or upgrade that they'd like to do? So I've been looking at the team downtime options. Mm-hmm. Um, and given everything that's happened on our way back from Desneen, I'm pretty intrigued by VIP entrance. Clear to style unlocks one portal zone. Oh, very cool. I do have the style to get it, but given that it is on the team tab, uh, does anyone else... Is this something that appeals to anyone else that they might want to throw a style point towards? Yeah, I definitely have style to spare. I don't know if it appeals to to Lake, but I I got style to spare. Uh, (laughs) It probably wouldn't because I want to open the portal zone from Null directly to the Golden Jungle. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. She she got beef with that. Um, But I think, like... Because we, we had to go, like, back this way, and that was a whole thing where she, like, wanted you to hurry up. Maybe, like, not, like, uh, under false pretenses or anything, but just, like, her getting us from um, from there to, to here helps you get us back. So I can contribute in that, in that way. I also yeah. have an offer for how Angus can find this in the scene. Sure. For sure. What I potentially see happening is maybe Angus and Lake are in the library one day, or in the cafeteria or something. Mm-hmm. And Lake says, watch my stuff, I'm going to the bathroom. <laughs> At which point, Angus looks through Lake's bag, takes out the space-time ampimeter, plugs it into his own phone, and basically just looks around, like, sort of gets a sense of, okay, how does this even work? How does this detect things? And um, something that I did give Angus as a character trait is that he has a knack for tinkering with electronics. Mm -hmm. So in the couple of minutes that Lake might be gone, he fidgets around with her space-time ampimeter, figures out how to find a thin zone that could specifically lead to the Golden Jungle, unplugs it, and returns it back to her bag before she comes back. Love it. Yeah, she she comes back whistling, doesn't... There's, there's like, a moment where you think she's going to be, like... She's like, hey! And, like, looks really hard at her bag, and it gets really tense, and she's like, oh, one of the little keychains fell off. The little Pikachu keychain, I lost it somewhere. Hmm, oh well. And just, like, carries on. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, so, yeah, mark off the, your own, like, spend the style on your own page, and then uh, unlock your portal zone. <laughs> Who's next? Uh, yeah, I guess that'd be, that'd be uh, Lake... 
Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, angst. I wanna I wanna buy in an angst scene. I'm gonna clear true trouble. Mark one doom, and uh, I gotta vent to my older brother about my reckless teammates. Because uh, yeah, angst says uh, a moment of jealousy, anger, depression, anxiety. Do we know what's causing it yet? Uh, how do you show it? Mark one doom, and I think she she just like needs to vent to her her cool former slug blasting older brother about how like it is both unfair that mom won't really like give her a longer leash and also how the people she slug blasts with are gonna jeopardize what little leash she has so uh yeah set the scene for where is this converse- conversation happening kind i of. think uh maybe a, i like idea of a, of a not like a back porch but just like a back sitting area and i think i think camry smokes michael if you're okay with being a smoker <laughs> sure um, and i think maybe lake's eating those aforementioned cardboard nachos with too much cheese and offers him one she like slams it like slams it down on the barbecue like the little side thing on the barbecue and she's like <clears throat> oh hell yeah <laughs> room temp notch always down thanks sis as he as you pig out <laughs> she she's like kind of goes <clears throat> like she kind of like attention like <clears throat> <laughs> um, in my wisdom i am sensing there is something amiss <laughs> yeah, I. Sup, little sis? I get, and then she like plays coy. Like I guess I can tell you. <laughs> She's just like we were. We went slug blasting to to Desneen. Have you have you ever been to Desneen? Oh, some trouble under the waves there. Yeah, well, we we came into a a, a con, you know we, we big octopus thing almost almost I don't know how many uh, uh, tentacles it had, but one, one was too many for, for us. And, and it almost crushed the, the place we were in. And we was really excited. We got some great footage and it's just like, I just, they, they, they keep like the, the, the crew that I've been rolling with really like push the limits. And, and I'm just, I don't want to, I want to slug blast and they're really cool. And I like them. I just don't want to. And then she kind of like gestures to her right half again. I don't, you know, and then mom, that's true. Did you ever like beef with your with your crew? Oh, all the time. I mean, you're gonna be tight with your crew, but anybody that you're that close to, there's gonna be the good times, there's gonna be the bad times, and yeah, sometimes those bad ones are rough. Well, I can't afford any more bad times. Oh, and she's yeah, just big big anxiety. It can be tough when the team butts heads, but you know if you can see it through it, it'll make you all the stronger. I'm sure. Sometimes well, you might need to what... knock a little sense into them if, if they really asking for it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Oh my god, did you eat all those nachos? <laughs> I've been out here for a while. Uh, and I think that's where we leave that scene, is is uh, the nachos. Lake has a brief moment of, of comfort and wisdom that is quickly superseded by the fact that all the nachos are gone. <laughs> yeah, who else wants to purchase one? And keep in mind, like you can purchase more than one if you have multiple that you want to want to grab. I've got a quick upgrade one. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to use the style point that I have for downtime activity in the lab. Uh, clear mm-hmm. one style. Uh, this is sort of the remodel phase. Essentially, the, the end point of it is gaining a component. Uh, so with that, I want to gain a disc, and I will use that along with a coil we just gained to uh, get the ability for my negatana called Slip Rattle. With Slip Rattle, I roll to teleport in-universe by slicing space-time. If you can't see your destination, potential problems are worse. Oh, man. Yes, yes, Angus yes, isn't yes, going to yes, be the only yes, teleporter yes. anymore. Woo!
Nick really wants to win the next race. Uh, can I can <laughs> I join you in the lab? Heck yeah. Maybe we take like an, an extracurricular because I would also like to clear a style to make a, a disc as well because that's what you made, right? Yeah. Yeah, we did like a disc tutorial. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, yeah, we, we went out together to go get discs. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think it's like maybe it's like a kit that we like did in a school lab for extra credit. Like it's a oh, kit. Yeah. You, it's a kit you can order. Oh, very good. Um, One of the very strange things they offer through Scholastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the book club literally blew up when they invented Nega Friction or whatever. The, uh, uh, but I also want to add up. I've got a, a thing to add to my... I want to spend my treasure from this, this session. Yeah, what um, do you get? So I made a disc, and that's great. But I also, I'm going to spend my coil and my gem to make an exponent coil. Uh, roll to temporarily create 1d6 plus 1 alternate versions of a target. They appear nearby. One is often evil. Ah, <laughs> uh, love it the narrative potential of this beautiful uh yeah who else uh angus i don't think we've had a scene with you yet you've done your team one but uh, did you have anything you wanted to do for angus specifically so i don't think i want to upgrade just yet okay so i want i have uh one style and two trouble left and looking at my options, I think what I want to do is, this time around, I want to be good. Clear one style, chores, homework, Bible study, showing up on time to your part-time job at Burger Man for once. You know, trying. Clear one trouble. first part of this because angus is biding his time right now and he also wants to buy some good grace so that the last straw before he goes back into homeschooling comes much later you see so i think the first thing that he does is hand in his homework very good just hand in his homework and the scene i'm kind of seeing is maybe he offers to go to the grocery store with his mom and normally that's something that she does with his brother garrett or she just goes on her own but angus offers to go with her to the grocery store maybe they run into someone maybe not maybe he's just a nice boy who helps out (laughs) pushes the cart pushes the cart i like that i like that offer so you're you're uh let's say you're rolling down the cereal aisle with your uh shopping cart with your mom there uh and your mom is is you know holding up the the various all brand varieties and trying to figure out like the small boxes are on sale but the bigger box is always at a lower price because you the bulk so she's comparing the two and trying to figure out which one's the better deal and how to get the most trying to get the most brand for your buck uh (laughs) and uh and that's where we we enter the scene here i just i just don't know why do they always do this you know Ah, don't you know, Agnes, this is just too difficult. Do you know the math on this? Well, you can't let them fool you here, Mom, because, you see, they put the biggest number in front, the one that they want you to see. Yeah, that's right. So the smaller one looks like the bigger deal, but remember that you have to feed, you know, me and Garrett and Stacy and Horace, so... Uh, Ah, yeah, that's a good point there. Cece, you, you gotta look, there's the big number, right? Don't let the big impressions 
fool you, you know? It's just like with people, right? People put this big show of who they want you to think that they are. But what you gotta do is look past that and see who they really are. So you see this smaller number here? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's the price per 100 grams, and you want the lower price point. And as you can see, the bigger box clearly has the lower price point, Mom. Okay, okay, you, you're preaching now. Okay, we got it. We got, we'll get the big box. We'll get the big box, and then I'll be fine. Hey, I, you should be happy. I'm paying attention in uh, school or whatever to math. You know what? Yeah, that is true, Angus. Angie, you know, yeah, I always appreciate you. And, you know, I, I like that you're coming away with me on this, uh, you know, serial grocery adventure, you know, this this is what I th this is important for you, you know? I uh, spending time with family, you know? Yeah. Yeah, spending time with people I care about, absolutely. Yeah, of course. Well, hey, hey, you know now that you're here, you know? I uh, maybe you want to get a little bit of a treat. What 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 kind of what, what kind of treat you want to get there? Don't I won't tell the others. I won't tell Stacy or Garrett or any of the adore. You just <laughs> You oh, mom, you know I love those no-name cookies that are like the, you know, the knockoff Oreos. Oh, yes, Barrios. Yeah, of course, get yourself some Barrios there. Don't even worry about it. You, it'll just be for you. You, you. We won't tell the others, okay? Don't worry. Hey, you're the best, ma. Ah, uh, you're the best. Well, actually, you're equally the best with your uh, brothers and sister, but you know. You, know. you just have to say that because you gave birth to all of us. It's true. It was equally a pain. Although, uh, let's be fair, Garrett was worse. That was a whole. That was a three days I will never get back. Garrett has a huge head. <laughs> it, it, it was too big. The head on Garrett is too big, and boy, howdy. Anyways, this is about too much information for both you and this grocery store. Let's let's keep moving on there. This is this conversation has proceeded from the cereal aisle through the cookie aisle to the checkout. <laughs> Uh, and the, the clerk at the checkout is just giving you a dumbfounded look and, like, kind of gestures to the, the debit pad. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> hey, don't, don't, don't look at me like that, there. You'll understand when you have to give birth, okay? Let me tell you. <laughs> it's, it's like a, uh, uh, portly, uh, 30-something man with a huge beard. And he it's, just kind of, like, Uncle Terry. nods. <laughs> <laughs> It's Uncle Terry, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> just like, sure. Uh, and that's where we leave that scene. Oh, beautiful. Oh, man, not only did I get to clear trouble, I also got cookies out of it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, mark one cookie box on your playbook there. <laughs> Will that, do. Thank that, you so much. Important. Does anyone else have any scenes or upgrades they want to purchase? I do, actually. Uh, I actually have three things uh, I want to do because I guess I, I really put it on the line last time and I have a bunch of trouble and a bunch of style. Yeah, I, we I, checked in before recording here. Everyone else has like two trouble. You have five. <laughs> yeah, and I, I've already cleared two. Uh, so I'm actually going to mm. bind uh, the three things I want to do into one, which is, of course, another montage. So this is what I'm doing. I I, uh, I have angst, which is of course uh, we saw earlier. I uh, clear up to trouble, a moment of jealousy, anger, depression, anxiety, etc. So that's a part of it. I'm also going to do grinding, which is clear to style, uh, a scene or montage of you planning, prepping for the next run, training, practicing, etc. I gain a special out of that, which I'm going to pick up on lock which gives me an extra d6 anytime i try to look cool 
And then I'm also going to be uh, getting mobility boosters, uh, which allow me to go fast over solid terrain via jet propulsion mechanized leg engines or something else. I'm going to go with like kind of a mechanized uh, leg engines that allow me to run fast and also maybe like help me do a little bit of a boosted jump kind of a thing. Like a, like a big old Hulk jump, really improving that. So this montage, you know, it's just like... Da -da -da, da -da -da. Like I'm taking all my angst out in doing all of these like more rage filled things. So this whole montage is like pictures of me like I'm welding away, uh, adding the new components I got in my last run into the into my boots. You know I'm running fast and like punching in the air in front of me. Uh, I'm in an abandoned warehouse dancing away and pirouetting <laughs> and uh, flipping over. Over things, I, there, there's a part of uh, where kids that I hate at school are just about to eat a hot dog, and I just punch them in the mouth right before it happens. Uh, it's everything, just getting my angst out. I, I'm, uh, you know, I'm trying to do new tricks on my board. They still are not improving. I'm just going off jumps and just fully bailing and uh, crashing down a hill. There's another training thing where I'm like rolling down a hill and then running back up. Da -da -da, da -da -da, and, then, and then rolling back down. I don't know what that's helping me with, aside from improving my endurance uh, and giving me uh, more bruises on the way home. But it's just me trying to get out all of this frustration of like, I, I'm having a hard time trying to improve my lot when everything seems to be not going my way and I don't have the support of my dad and all this kind of thing. I, I love picture that. that this is all shot with Chester's face in the exact same facial expression, dead center in the screen. Yeah. And the rest of the scene changes, but the face is always just there. <laughs> like the Bojack Horseman opening. Like, yeah. Beautiful. I love it. Cool. Uh, does anyone else have anything they want to purchase? No purchases. Nope. No. I'm fresh out of spending material. I think I'm good. I still have one trouble box, but I'm going to let that carry over. Yeah, I'm going to let my okay. style ride. And I got this disc. We made discs. <laughs> All right. Well, then I think uh, if everyone's made the purchases that they want to make and uh, everyone's kind of done their downtime activity, then we go now to our final scene for this game. Torchlight flickers on faded crumbling stone columns and a deep low drone reverberates through the air, echoing through long winding hallways and spiraling staircases. The stonework is ornate, carved with strange-looking runes and patterns, and there are strands of silver inlay that twist and turn, catching the torchlight in fleeting glimmers. In the largest chamber of the temple, the silver strands connect at the ceiling's highest peak and then descend downward, branching out in fractal patterns, forming an ethereal inverted tree. Several robed figures circle beneath it, their voices joined in one low, ominous note. One of the figures removes a torch from its place on the wall and carries it to the center of the chamber. They hold it aloft, plunging it into the heart of the silver tree, and the firelight is refracted and bent, bouncing through the branches, slowly resolving into a discernible image. An image of a teenaged boy's face with an inflamed red nose, shards of glass in his neck, and a large purple welt on his forehead. 